Hello everyone and welcome all of you to Nikki Nile Creative Presents with Industry Leaders where today I'm joined by Charlotte and Danny, the creative team. Thank you so much for joining me guys. Welcome both of you. Hiya, thanks so much for having us. So could you quickly, anyone, I know most people that here know you, but could you just quickly introduce yourselves and your background to us please? Sure. Um, so I'm Charlotte, obviously. Uh, we're, it's hard to introduce ourselves with like not being actually with Danny. But um, so yeah, I'm Charlotte. I'm the copywriter. We work in the creative team. And then... I'm Danny, <laughs> I'm the creative team, uh, and I'm the art director. Um, but um, we're kind of a bit of, a bit of both, a bit hybrid team, um, really. So yeah. And we currently work at Dark Horses, which is a sports marketing agency. So we work basically on creative campaigns for anything that sort of operates in the sport world. So like clients like Nissan and Peloton and Panini and um, Home Run and some other bits. But we can talk a bit more about that as we go on. Okay. Um, right. So we're going to dive into the question. So at what point did you decide that you wanted to become a creative? Can I go first, Charlotte? <laughs> sure. You go first. You go first. Uh, I mean, I, I'd studied graphic design at A-level uh, and photography, and I really loved them. Uh, I had the typical father that always told me I couldn't go to uni and do a creative subject. I had to go do an academic subject. Uh, so there were points where I was looking to go to university to study geography and photography. Um, that didn't ever fall through. Thank God. Um, and then I came across a course because of one of my tutors at uh, college, uh, you, um, for the University of Creative Arts, and it was advertising brand communication. And he was like, look, I think you'll love this. Advertising is probably your thing. And at the time, I, I just thought advertising was making moving posters. So I genuinely thought that's what my career, my future would be. It's just cool. I'll get to make the Avengers uh, movie poster one day understand it's not um but yeah that's kind of how i got there and how i kind of ended up in the creative industries i always knew it was going to be creative at some point but yeah yeah and then um so for me it was kind of like i always found in school like i was always like art was my favorite subject i did graphic design at gcse and then i kind of got to that point where i needed to do like a levels and i just really didn't like all the academic subjects but my school was very much like you need to do like maths and science and it was very much all of my friends wanted to do kind of like i don't know very different jobs to what i wanted to do and i i just didn't really know what to do and um <laughs> this is like dead truth but i was watching friends and i feel like i've told this story a million times but the one when chandler um decides he wants to change his career and um monica organizes that thing and it's like hey advertising and um that was the point where i was like deciding whether to do like a levels or to go to college and at that point i was like oh advertising that actually sounds quite interesting because creativity is all i know and i kind of had a bit of a business mind but i didn't want to like school was just telling me if you want to do creative subject you just have to be an art teacher and artist and i was like well i don't want to do either of those so yeah chandler um definitely introduced me to advertising and then i literally just googled advertising courses and i found the one that where i met danny so yeah that's kind of what made me do it okay that's brilliant i love that story <laughs> But Chandler from Friends helped you discover that that's what the career path you wanted to take. <laughs> Literally, it's so good. <laughs> and so you've, you've been a creative team for 10 years, which is really impressive. Um, how did you meet? Um, well, yeah, as 
mentioned uh, University for the Creative Arts in Farnham. Um, tiny little town, not not much there, other than a few pubs and everything. But uh, yeah, no, we met there on the same course. Um, and we were told, I think, in year one, that at some point you have to have a creative partner to work in the advertising industry. Um, and yeah, we just kind of, we clicked. And like, I think we've both had, and still have to this day, kind of a very similar outset or mindset of where we kind of want to go. And I think that is something we managed to identify in each other. Um, and I think it was halfway through first year or towards the end of the first year is when we started kind of being like, okay, why don't we try working together? We're going to, have to be a creative like partner up at some point. Let's see how it goes. And the rest it's is- It's so funny. It's kind yeah. of like, I feel like, when we when we first start working together it's kind of a bit like a relationship story because both of us were working with other people and then someone a mutual friend of ours was like hey you guys are really similar like you've got similar mindsets you should potentially work together but then we had to like break up with the other people we were working with just at university and it was all very dramatic obviously the best decision we've ever made because this is both of our longest relationships ever um but yeah no it definitely just it was great that we've just had this kind of common sort of shared goal of like we both were really driven we were really um at university to get a job at the end it was kind of we both had the same kind of objectives in mind so that's been really good you know i actually studied at the canterbury campus the same oh. unit. yeah yeah but i mine was kayad so i studied there before you guys and then we merged with farnham and, and all the all the rest yeah it's really oh. good uni like it's so small and I feel like Farnham was such a tiny place to have gone to university if I don't know if anyone um watching this knows of it but it's a little town in Surrey and its population is students and old people I think <laughs> but um no it's lovely it's good uni. Pubs, yeah some good pubs <laughs> <laughs> and um so do you have any advice for juniors starting out in the industry uh, I they were also looking for their other half. Sorry, I mean to specify. So someone that's looking for someone to join, find their creative team soulmate. What advice would you give those at a junior level? I think, like as Charlotte said, it's kind of like a relationship. But I think, like you have to find someone that you number one get along with. Um, and I think for us, that having that mindset of a similar mindset, but not completely the same, is. Is a, is a really good thing to have because that is the thing that gels you together and makes you work as a team together like there are things that like we, Charlotte is the copywriter because I'm dyslexic and my copy's not great doesn't mean I can't attempt to write things and like there are times where my art direction is not working and Charlotte would go why not this and so I think you have to understand that in a team maybe you're not just going to be art director and you can't just go no I'm I just I just draw things like I think that you have to gel together to kind of make it work um you know it is it is a big thing like kind of you know if you're going to go into the industry and work with this person for at least the next few years like you have to work as a team and I think like if you don't work as a team it's yeah it's hard without that gel and, and people can see it sometimes but, um, yeah you've got to kind of try and like learn to and I think like we've obviously been working together a long time so we've got good at this but you've just got to learn to not take offense and I think with like creativity is so subjective like you might come up with an idea and the other person might not like it or vice versa so you've just got to learn to kind of not like necessarily be like you're wrong but just talk about it and get to a sort of decision together 
so I think it's it's really important that when you're looking for someone to work with you just talk about not just about work but just generally and just see how your conversation can go because you're going to have to need you're going to need to talk to that person like all the time about everything so you need to sort of see that you can have a discussion and you can disagree on stuff and not get offended because the amount of times we still disagree on things and then I'm sure both of us are equally livid quietly but we know that we're not actually going to get annoyed at each other because it is just a difference of opinion and ultimately we just want to get to the best work and it always does end up like that but also like I think if you're looking for someone like practically like we've got through the Young Creative Council there's a website called singlecreatives.com where you can go and you can put yourself up there as a single creative and find someone very much like dating we also like usually when we're not in this unusual world we do um single mingles which are basically like speed dating nights but for creative so um they're really good to come to there's there's facebook groups called like um copy seeks art and art seeks copy which is equivalent of single creatives which is really good as well and then i also think like obviously you spoke to pip yesterday but the dots is a really great place to meet creatives and also now that they've got the function that you can ask questions and broadcast stuff you can say like hi i'm a copywriter i'm looking for someone to work with to collaborate with and i think that if you've got a profile on the dots it's a really good place to start in terms of finding other people yeah that that is brilliant that you run those events where people can meet because i always feel it for like junior creatives that are a looking for work b looking for their creative partner soulmate you know and, and it's a big decision as well especially when you guys have been together for 10 years working on stuff and and how you've managed to to keep going so long and and that initial introduction it's great that that there are places out there where people can meet and connect so what have been your career highlights so far um well there's like i think there's quite a few but there's some recent ones that have been really like I never would have thought possible. Uh, last uh, last week or the week before, we did a sort of webinar similar to this, but with loads of Olympians and Paralympians through the Women's Sports Trust, because the Women's Sports Trust is one of our clients, and they, they um, um, one of our friends that helps runs it, she was like, what you're doing with Badass Girl and creativity is really um, sort of interesting to talk about in the sport world, because obviously we work in sport, and there's a lot of similarities in between the the issues that that face the creative industries versus the issues that face people in sport so we actually did a presentation to like 20 or 30 olympic um, medal like holders and paralympic medal holders and telling them about creativity and about us and i just felt like if someone had told 16 year old me playing netball that i would be doing a presentation to sort of olympians then i would never believe that so that's mad that like our career has taken us to be able to give advice to people like that um work-wise like i think we've been really lucky to work on some of like the biggest household names like we've done some like work for kellogg's which is obviously one of like the oldest brands that i can remember having when i was a child to be able to make ads for that and we worked with um pep guardiola recently the man city manager so that was amazing to be able to meet him and do some work with him so yeah like there's been tons of stuff that i just think that I think advertising is one of those careers that you, it can go in so many different directions. One minute you're doing this, next minute you're doing that. And the people you meet along the way, whether or not it's famous people or just really in, amazing, inspirational people like, like Pip yesterday, like we've met her a bunch of times in our career. And every time I speak to her, I'm just like, oh my God, this is, this is a highlight. I also think a bit of a highlight as well is now being where we are, even over the last five years, especially, just being able to give back, you know, go through the Young Creative Council, we do numerous talks at universities and I think that has that is it's so important to do but has been a really great thing because now the people that come out of universities 
have a friendly face that they can go, hey, can we have a chat? Can we have a crit? And we're like, yeah, okay, let's do this. And then we can put them on to the next person and so on and so on. So, yeah, I think that. Also, like, we worked on show when we first started in the industry. Not so glamorous, but it got us into, like, a number of places. Like, I went to the Ferrari garage when we were in year one in Italy. And that was something that, again, like, you just kind of never do. So, yeah, there have been many a highlight throughout all of it. And then I must say another one recently, we're actually, we've got into kind of product development and we've start, we've, we're launching a sports nutrition bar at Dark Horses. So we've done everything from working on the recipe of the bar, Danny's got some there, <laughs> prop, um, the recipe of the bar, the branding, the kind of the campaign. And that's been incredible to kind of go from sort of idea to actually creating a product which we're going to sell. So like I say, advertising every day is very different. And I think I feel incredibly lucky to be able to do all of these different things. Yeah, no, that sounds really cool. And um, it's we're so lucky in the industry that we have Young Creative Council, actually, because I first came across you guys when I was at DNAD, um, New Blood, and there is a huge disconnect in the industry between people graduating and then getting jobs. It's huge. And the amount of grads that I meet, they're like, right, we finished our degree, we're at um, DNAD, we've got our grad show up, we're going to be snapped up by the industry. And, you, and you're like, oh, hang on a minute. Now you've got to prepare yourself for the second part of the race, which is actually really getting a job. And that's the awesome thing about Young Creative Council is that you can guide them through this. So anyone that's watching at the moment, could you tell us a bit more about um, Young Creative Council if they don't know about them or how they can reach out and, and have that support? Yeah, I mean, so we kind of live by the motto that we kind of bridge the gap between the university and the industry because as you said like yeah there's just a big disconnect and um a lot of the people that we've helped get into placement will be on placement for three months and they'll say to turn around to us and be like we've learned more in three months than we learned in three years of university which is crazy that's not saying don't go to university because university does help you um but yeah like just through the, the kind of talks that we do and getting out there i think it's it's so important to kind of connect them with what's going to happen because sometimes like the syllabuses of i can't believe i just used that word uh, of <laughs> universities aren't up to date so like uh, you still will get taught a lot about print and tv and that's still very valid but the way we a lot of clients now work and want to work are is through social so through something that they do daily and being able to understand to bring that to their work um is that that's that's the massive kind of buy-in type thing um but yeah i think yeah as you say like it's the hard work really does start it doesn't it doesn't stop the minute you graduate it, it's kind of that same mentality that you've gone through with university of kind of i'm gonna get out i'm gonna get a job you need to keep going i'm gonna get a job like and it's no one should kind of feel down off the back of it that you you might not walk out straight away and get a job like I think it took us six months, eight months after graduating to get a job. And then how we found that was through Twitter. Um, so there are multiple ways of doing it. But through us, like you, we've got, I think we have a core team of eight people with the YCC, um, which any of them you can contact at any time. Um, we might not reply straight away, but hey, you know, we'll get back at some point. Um, and then we've also created um, a Crip Me list, which is, a list of industry people that are willing to 
be put on the list to give you a book credit. Um, so you can graduate, hopefully before you graduate, you come down to London, Manchester, I think we have some people up in Edinburgh as well, um, that you can just contact and go get a book credit to kind of start conversations happening. Um, I think it's probably important to say that when you go into a book career, you aren't gonna automatically get given a placement straight away. Like sometimes it might happen, but the likelihood is you have to go away, do some work, go back and kind of show that you're, you're really willing. Um, because yeah, it's, it's a little bit tough. But uh, did that answer the question? <laughs> no, no, it did. It was really good. Thank you. And, and it, yeah, going back to that disconnect again, I've also said to universities that it would be good to have someone speaking to students whilst they're actually doing their degree and coaching them. And you get all sorts of different portfolios coming out of uni. And, and some grads will say to me, our tutors didn't even address our portfolios. It was more about see what work you can produce and what you can do. And, and what I've always been about is, OK, how can we get you a job? You know, you've just spent all this money, all this time on this degree. How are you going to get hired? By, and, and what area do you want to work in as well? Because it could be advertising. It could be branding. It could be packaging. It could be for a tech company. There's all these areas of design and it's making um, juniors aware of that when they're studying their degrees, what area they could go into afterwards. Um, could you tell us a bit more about the, the crits that Andy Peel's been running at the moment as well? Yeah, so Andy, who's the sort of main like director of the YCC, he's been in it the longest and he does most of the hard work. Um, he um, set up Covidio Crits, um, aptly named, and it's basically like a weekly um, crit on a Tuesday on Zoom where bunch of people from the industry log on and then creatives or creative teams can log on and then you get matched with someone and you get 15 minutes with them and then you get matched with someone else and it's just to do like speed crits to show your work just ask any questions that you're that you're thinking about especially in this time just things about like any worries that you've got and they can just really give you some advice on your book so um, Andy started it I think at the start of lockdown he's been doing it every Tuesday like we've done a couple and it's been really good because like a lot of people from the industry have got involved and there's a lot of different types of people you can talk to and beforehand you can see who's there so you can kind of um, they can sort of pick who they're going to help depending on what skill sets they've got and what you're looking for um, but yeah they're on Tuesdays now um, he's been doing some with universities so I know like Gloucester did one recently and I think um, there's a couple other ones so yeah, it's definitely worth looking out. It's um it's on our um on the Young Creative Council website and our Twitter. You can just sign up every week. Um and yeah, sometimes you get to talk to me and Danny other times there's lots more uh, more interesting people than us on there. Yeah, I think also he's uh I think it might be tonight or tomorrow, he's got uh, a session that is just with mother. So it's the creatives from mother that are up for giving book crits. I'm pretty sure it's sold out already. Um no surprise. But uh yeah, it is. It's great because he gets you know agencies approach him to be like, hey, could we just do a mother uh, code video? Um, yeah, yeah, that that's amazing. Like that, just supporting the industry because I get so many juniors approach me, but I'm not always the best suited person at this time to be able to help everyone with all the will in the world. I wish I could, which is why I'm running these talks with, with you guys and giving information out there, um, and. 
I think where certain creative directors or people have been furloughed, they've got more time on their hands actually where they have been investing in juniors. And I found loads of industry leaders have been taking the time to do that. But the mother one sounds really good. If we were to summarize like five like key bits of advice for any juniors, people seem to love like a list or like a number um, of what they can take away from the session today about advice of breaking into the industry. So I think like I've, I actually wrote some of these down because I was trying to be prepared to get them into five that I actually think. But I think first one, what we always say is to when you do your portfolio is to inject your personality into it. And I know that's one of these things that people might not understand what that means because it's just words. But I think when we're at university or not, I think especially with things like the DNA debriefs and all the other briefs that you get given at uni, you end up with the same book. Like the amount of people that have come to us for book crit that have the same um, brief in their book that we saw the, someone the previous week and that's not saying that they're not right but it's just saying you need to think about the type of work that you want to do and your kind of personality whether or not um it's in the form of like some personal projects that you do on the side or anything that, that kind of shows the type of creative you are and the type of work that you want to be producing not just what your lecturer gave you or or the dna debrief that you did to try and win the award and that's great but i think you need to inject yeah some of your own thinking into that whether or not it's kind of coming up with your own problem solving exercise or some kind of brands that you're really interested in working on um, and the types of ideas that you can you can create for them so i think that's kind of one of the biggest pieces of advice I would say um, and then another thing that I think is often like we get emails like on a daily basis from young creatives and like you say with everyone in the world we would love to help everyone and we try our best but I think sometimes emails get lost or I'm, I'll forget or like this week I'm on holiday so like next week when I get back to work I might have forgotten if there was an email in my inbox last week and I just think as cliche as it sounds don't give up because People like us, we will always try and reply to everyone and we will always do our best, but there's always going to be people that slip through the net. So I think if you sent an email and you haven't got replied, don't think it's because they don't like your work or they don't want to talk to you. It's probably because they're super busy. So try again. And if not, we often say sometimes not talking to the ECD or the chief creative officer or, or even the creative director because they're the most busy people. Like sometimes try and get in with the junior creatives or the midway creatives or the senior creatives and just get in and show your work because if they think you're good then they can introduce you to those people and then the bosses are more likely to get, go on their recommendation of you guys rather than you sending about 50 emails to a creative director who's never going to see them. Um, so yeah, just don't kind of be disheartened if it takes you a long time to get a response from the agency of your dreams. Because like people are like they're just people; they will they will be kind most of the time. Yeah, I, I think like a, a point for me going off the back of that is then when you get in and you get a book crit, um, I think you as I say you might go into that that crit and you might get a placement straight off the back of it. You might not, um, and I think that might not is the biggest percentage that you might not, but like if they give you feedback, one of the most important things is to go away and do it. And like, yes, you, you might have 10 other crits lined up and they might not all match up, but if, if there was feedback and, they've, and the team, like for us, for example, we, we've said to numerous teams, go away, do feedback, come back and show us, um, you know, the door's still open. Um, the amount of teams that don't go away and don't do any of it, are a lot more than the ones that do come back but the ones that do come back are the ones that you remember the ones that kind of act on it and almost literally a week later even a few days later come back and go hey we've done this could we come back and show you you're like hell yeah of course you can like um 
yeah, I think that's that's something we you know did, and it's a good way of kind of being. Um, yeah, to definitely to be proactive and just kind of show that you're keen because ultimately we want to see how people take on feedback because ultimately when you're working in an agency you're going to show work to a creative director and they're going to give you feedback so you're going to need to learn how to deal with that so that's a really good exercise and then i think like my like the thing that i like preach about all the time is twitter like i think twitter is such a amazing platform for advertising like obviously it's quite a negative space a lot of the time but if you just use it for work it can be really interesting like as danny said earlier we actually got our first job ever because a recruiter found us on twitter and looked at our portfolio and sent us an email and said look there's a job going at iris are you interested and we were like oh my god and then a few weeks later we were working there so i think it's a really good place to follow people you're inspired by see kind of the latest work a lot of the time agencies hire through twitter they post like that they need like a creative next week or they need a intern looking for something so i find like that's actually quite a useful space to suss out any opportunities especially as interns um, and then like I just think it's a good place to understand what people like and what they don't like and the types of agencies that you want to work at or get a feel for it because you may have always dreamed about working at a certain agency but actually it might not be the right one for you and I think Twitter you can get a vibe for the type of work and the type of people they are and the things that they do um, and yeah you just start to sort of become a bit of a, like known and become your own little brand on Twitter so I think it's it's worth sort of having an account definitely and I think as you say there's lots of people in the industry that are very kind um, but there's a lot of people that are very busy so and people respond well when you help yourself so if we're going to actually take some time out to give you advice to help you in your career and you go away and you help yourself by doing that people respect that and they're like oh okay this person's really serious they've taken that on board they want to improve they want to go for those jobs those companies here's what you do next but there's not a lot we can do with people that don't say take that advice on board and show a bit of kind of passion in the industry to to go forwards and progress so um also the dots me and Pip were talking about that load yesterday obviously but the ask section I don't know if anyone knows about that but if you just ask a question say if you're looking for some experience and that can get a few people jobs and bookings and stuff so that's a really powerful tool on the dots and to make sure that you also any platform that you use whether it's like Twitter or your Instagram all the dots you put everything on there as well so you almost don't want to make people work to get you work like show everything so they can instantly assess right that person might be good there for that but they're not going to know that about you unless you're clearly demonstrating your experience basically um, so do you know any companies that are taking on interns or that anyone should be have on their radar yeah I think like I wouldn't I wouldn't like to start shouting out agencies names because like, I can't be sure but I do know that agencies are still hiring agencies like I know Dark Horses we've kept our placement team on like they're still they're still with us so there it isn't as complete doom and gloom as I think it kind of feels I appreciate that it's obviously those that had placements lined up that have been cancelled and book crits vice versa it, it isn't it is a very like uh weird time as they all say but i think it's just important to still reach out to these people to do the co-video crit stuff like this to use the dots to kind of still keep at it still keep working on your portfolio because if you can't if you're not going to be able to work in an agency for a little while it doesn't mean you can't work you can still do your own ideas you can still build but i think a portfolio is always an um, ever evolving beast 
so you should never just think oh that's done put that to the side I think there's like as creatives we think of ideas like every day I know me and Danny like on whatsapp probably a couple of times a week we'll send each other like oh what about this and what about this there's nothing to do with our day job we're just constantly thinking so I think in this time if you can't be in an agency you can still be doing stuff like that even if it's just conceptual for your portfolio I, I would hate to go back to normal in September October whenever the hell we get back in the office and see a placement team and say and they show me their work and it's not changed since when I saw it in February because I just think that this time is to be used and there's a lot of people out there like um that are, have got the skills that designers photographers videographers out there that are also kind of at home potentially not working so there's often the opportunity to collaborate and create some actual work so yes it, uh, unfortunately it probably won't result in getting paid but it could make you something incredible for your portfolio that you share that then could get you the job so i think um as much as i'd love to tell you loads of lists of agencies i think it's we're going to have to hack the system a bit most interesting kind of com i say companies that have kind of come around from it we know uh, the guys are set up not for long and like that whole collaboration that charlotte's talking about is these guys were put on furlough um and out the back of it they were like well we've got these skills and we don't want to like just kind of sit in um our houses our flats and not use them and like kind of let them go to waste so they're they've been helping sme small uh, small businesses kind of do that by connecting everyone in like that has also been furloughed and um uh, and using that collaboration to use their skills to help these businesses and it's it's been amazing to see watch and hear from the guys how well it's going um feels like they've actually made an agency which could be an agency out the back of everything but yeah i think that's the thing isn't it it's with what's going on with um covid it's it's those that are taking this time out to chill and some of those that are taking the time out to upskill and it's like the complete difference um of everyone's experience in this time and and you're so right it is all about your portfolio that's the number one thing more than where you studied it's all about your work and, and what you've done um so let's get on to badass gals so uh how did that come about with the ycc every year like uh, most brands uh when international women's day comes around uh we like to be part of the conversation we want to we, i mean we actively always want to help change uh the the industry for the better um and 2018 was no different from every other year uh we had a ycc meeting um about it and trying to discuss what we were going to do. Uh, prior to that though, I have a weird obsession with domain names um, and I'd come across .gal. Uh, at the time I was like, oh, it'd be amazing if we made a website which was amazing.gal um, and it just hosted incredible female talent from around the world. Didn't really think too much further than that. Told Charlotte probably a day or two later, probably that night through WhatsApp or something like that. Um, and she was like, yeah, that's really cool. The name's a bit lame. Um, it should be something like badass.girl. And I was like, yeah, now that sounds like something. Um, then as I say, we had the YCC meeting. Uh, one of the last points we addressed was International Women's Day. And I just kind of turned to Charlotte and was like, well, we've got this. Um, and I think at first we kind of thought, oh, maybe it'd just be a day. But then we kind of, looked at it and kind of got annoyed a little bit at how it is just a day when really like this isn't like really what we want out the back of it 
needs to span over a year. It needs to span over the next five years to actually change things. And it won't just change things if we celebrate it one day every year. So we were like, oh, hell, you know what? We'll just create a platform which will celebrate 365 uh, badass girls from around the creative industry coming into the creative industry. Um, because we know from the classroom that about 60% are female, um, but that doesn't equate when it comes to the industry. Um, and yeah, we, you know, we thought, I'm not gonna lie, we thought it'd be very easy from the off. Uh, getting it started, probably the easiest part of it, keeping it going for a whole year. Uh, you know, it, it was hard, like, but it has been so worthwhile and absolutely amazing experience for us both um, to be able to talk to, such incredible talent from not just the UK, but we've had people from uh, Berlin, Mexico, US, Spain. Like, yeah, it's kind of how it all kind of came around and we're still going with it, um, not on a daily basis, just because what we learnt massively is there is a lot, of, a lot of, lot of time that we need to put into it um, and working a full-time job at the same time. It doesn't always work out, but no, we do what we can when we can. Yeah, I think um, as well, like, obviously, like, that's kind of the story. But I think at the time that we started Badass Girl as well, there was a lot of, like, I think the sort of in the gender balance in advertising was a huge topic. Everyone was talking about that there's, like, obviously, I think 2% of women in the world are creative directors and only, like, 12% in London. And there was all these stats going out there. But I think there was an article written by someone somewhere that said, oh, we'll hire women when there are women for the jobs. There, there aren't that many women working in advertising. And we just thought that's just not true like the amount of young women that we know that maybe yeah they're not working but they want to be we had all of these incredible talented women sort of just sat there either in junior roles not getting noticed or waiting for junior roles that weren't getting the job offers so we just wanted to create a database that was just like you know what like here's like 365 young amazing incredible young women why are you not going to hire them so we just wanted to do something and then it sort of snowballed into this thing which has become a bit bigger than that and um i think we still there's still a long way to come and things that we want to do but our main goal was to just create this kind of place which agencies could be like oh actually like there is look at all this talent and when they were looking for someone to work with or someone to hire or a photographer to use they could potentially come to us to find that and that we would be doing i suppose both people favors the industry and getting kind of more women in in there but also kind of agencies and sort of and people giving them kind of jobs and and helping them when they graduate because we obviously all know how difficult it can be yeah it's amazing badass girl i remember discovering it and being like oh my god it's so good just like the name and the branding and the identity and then i just started electing like badass girls i knew because where you've got that on your website and you're just like oh that person that person i remember uh, one of them was cookie from mella and smith that put on all those takeaways. Oh, she's amazing, isn't she? She's so cool. And um, and and just that recognition of the fact she was putting on all those events for them. And um, and yeah, it, it's... Sorry, you're going to say something, Danny? I was going to say, I think you just touched on it, which we haven't. Like, uh, that whole, like, it was all based on nominations as well. It's probably one of my favourite things because I'm not saying it takes the heat off us, but I think it puts the onus on the industry to talk about the amazing talent that they are either giving crits to or sit in their office and really kind of think about it and identify it as well. Mm. I think that that has been one of the best things about it is 
it being a nomination based thing. And I know myself as like a female like business owner in the creative industry, it's actually like the support of other women and, and platforms like that. It does spur you further forward actually, because it can be a bit of a challenge and a struggle um, sometimes. And so it, it is so empowering those platforms. Um, and it's good that you're both like gender advocates as well, that it was actually your idea, Danny, because I wondered if it was from you working as a creative team, working with Charlotte, if ever you saw that there were, limitations or restrictions or anything due to Charlotte being female. So I just wondered how that idea did actually come about for you both. To be honest with you, I, I don't think I've ever looked at Charlotte in like, oh, you are female, I am male, uh, you know, I should be paid more or whatever. I've never, I just see us both as equal and like, um, I think that is part of it. It's a mindset of not, yeah, kind of thinking of, about it too much. Um, I've lost my train of thought now. Um, but what was I saying? Come on. <laughs> what was your question? Sorry, I've completely. No, no, it's kind I'm... of like just how you're like an advocate for gender equality. And, and I was saying, was that because of your experience of working with Charlotte and being a male and female team, etc.? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 at the same time, that's not saying that I don't think Charlotte's female. I'm like, Charlotte gives me like she'll pick me up on things still because like, like hey I still I'm not gonna lie I can say the wrong thing sometimes I like to say it think I say it less than normal men but like uh you know I think yeah it's it has working in a uh, female male team has been um, something which has helped me um, I also you know shout out to the family like I was growing up with my sister my mum a lot and my two uh, female cousins and I think that has probably helped me um, but yeah I just it's just something that comes very naturally. What do you think we can do in the industry to promote more gender equality? I think one of the things I'd say is getting more men to events that don't sound like they're for them so I go to events that Charlotte will be talking uh, at and uh, it's happened a few times I'll be one of maybe two if not the only guy in the whole room of a room full of 50 females. Um, and it's just strange because to me, Charlotte would be talking about something which is really important for the industry, for any, any creative coming into the industry, yet because maybe there's a panel of women, guys don't turn up to it. So I think for me, one of the things I'd love to see and change, an event that we kind of potentially might be doing in November, um, is to kind of look at how guys get involved in the conversation a bit more, or like go come into spaces where they don't feel like they should be. Like we went to a, I can't remember the event, but it was a women in sports based event. And again, I'd probably say in a crowd of 150, 200, maybe there were eight, 10 men, which four of them left halfway through. Um, and again, like one of the biggest growing sectors in sports is women in sports so for me it blows my mind that we haven't got more men turning up to those events to really kind of learn and hear key insights from amazing athletes or just amazing creatives from the industry so I think for me that is yeah one of the things that needs to kind of be addressed and changed a bit I also um, think like being like I suppose I've been quite often in throughout our career the only woman in the room like in work-wise it's happened quite a lot and I think 
it's just making people feel and like educating themselves a bit to understand that say we're in a room and every, someone's presenting a TV script and it's got um, a, um, a sort of uh, a, some, it's sexist or it's got some sort of stereotype in it. What I think people need to realise is it isn't the responsibility of the woman in the, room, in the room or the minority in the room to call that out. It needs to be everyone. And I think this is something that we're learning, not just about like gender, but it's about everyone taking responsibility for making the change. And just because badass girl is called badass girl does not mean that men can't talk about it or nominate someone for it or come to an event hosted by it. And it's like women in sport, just because it's women in sport doesn't mean that men can't come in. So I think it's just all about us sort of realizing that actually you need to be uncomfortable being uncomfortable to then become this sort of space that we all kind of understand each other and learn from each other. Because I think in advertising, like we make work for society, for the world. And the and if we look at inside the four walls of where we're working, if everyone in that place looks the same, sounds the same, is from the same background, then we're gonna have a problem. So I think gender is obviously a place to start, but it's kind of, me and Danny are just massive advocates for making sure that the work that we're creating is created by people not just because obviously advertising isn't just Danny and I, there's a whole team of us. We need to be looking and thinking about from every different perspective. So I think, yeah, there's obviously like a huge amount of work to do, but it all does start with people just realizing that they can do stuff rather than wait for someone else to do it. I think as well, I've just, again, on Charlotte's point, like I am the male co-founder of effectively what sounds like a girl group, but I'm very persistent that it's not a girl group. Like, to any events we do, it's open to anyone. Like, I, I, we want to host an event in November for um, International Men's Day, because it always gets, you know, when is that, when, when do we celebrate our day, like whatever. I want to do an event on that, but I want it to be open to the badass girls to turn up, but I want to encourage more men to come to that conversation. Again, just to chat about it, but um, yeah. I think it's been, it's very interesting. I've been called out a few times to be like, how can you be the co-founder of Ballast Girl? And I, why can't I? I've got to be part of the conversation surely to help make a change or something. Yeah, this is it. With, with gender equality, it's about everybody being involved in the discussion, actually about pushing it forward. And, and I'm aware that we're kind of running out of time. I'm just really enjoying chatting to you guys and we're going over a bit and I want to allow time for people that, that have some questions they want to ask you. So just um, a quick one that I want to touch on is, is with Badass Girl. Some people might refer to that as like a, a side hustle. And I do lots of stuff with DNA D and side hustle. So would you say that Badass Girl is something that's elevated your careers, the fact that you've been involved in, in that as well? Yeah, I'd say it has probably helped us. Um, I mean, if we're completely honest, when we started it, we never saw it kind of becoming what it is. Um, and I think, you know, there's a number of people that off the back of it we've met and have to thanks to kind of connecting us to people who have helped amplify it. Um, but yeah, I think like, you know, just I think working with Young Creative Council and with Badass Girl, it had, both of them have had, I'd say, probably a significant uh, impact on our careers to getting where we are today. Um, and I'd like to think, you know, that there are juniors, there's midweights in the industry now who, if they are doing a book crit, um, they might turn to them and go, well, have you met with Danny and Charlotte? Because maybe we've helped them along the way. Um, and, you know, I think... Whether we're DCDs, CDs, 
you know, top of our game, I think we'll always kind of have that element of giving back. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think definitely that in terms of, I think Badass Girl's done a lot for us. And I think we never really, like, it's one of those things, Badass Girl started as this kind of thing where like, oh, let's just do this experiment. And then it turned into this thing, which then became like something that we can call a side hustle now. Um, but I think sometimes I do think that we're known for more stuff like this than we are our work. But I think it's just because as people, we're just so passionate about changing the industry and, and helping. Obviously, we care about making the work, but ultimately, I feel a lot better about knowing that I've helped improve the amount of young people working in advertising or I've helped uh, get someone get a job then potentially that I've made someone sell more product just because it's a more of a human thing I suppose but um yeah I think like side hustles I always think like if anyone's got wants to start them or has ideas for them you just got to just not have too much of an expectation and just start it and just see kind of where it goes whether that's registering the domain name and making a website or um setting up like your first event and just seeing like if no one comes oh well just give it a go it's one of those things that we just started doing it in our spare time and it and it just turned into a thing that suddenly we were like oh this is a bit of a thing now we never thought right we're going to start badass girl it's going to be this 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 and this and by this point we're going to be doing this and i think yeah maybe some people do it like that but sometimes it's just a bit more fun to work out as you go along i also think it's one of our favorite things is like we're, we're pretty entrepreneurial um, and it's one of our favorite things to see in portfolios like you can show me hey you've done this really nice ad for coca-cola but if you've got a really sick side hustle idea or product that you want to invent we also want to hear about that because as you say like advertising isn't just thinking here's a print ad it's it's thinking hey this product could be this or we've met we've met creative teams that come up with ideas which were like that could be an app that could be, you could be selling that now. You've got a product here. Why are you not doing this as a business instead? Um, and yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, I'm, I'm such a fan of them. And it's nice to see what people produce when it's not just the commercial work that's paying the agency's bills. And I like the fact they're also called like passion projects and, and just seeing different avenues where creators can explore. But um, yeah, so I'm going to get on to the Q&A. But thank you so much, guys. I can see why you're called some of the nicest people in the industry. <laughs> Um, right, let's go on to the questions. I'm wondering if it makes it harder to get hired if you come as a pair. And also, what do you do if one of you wants to take a job and the other doesn't? To be honest with you, potentially it's easy, easier to get hired as a pair from our experience, just because advertising is so um, traditional in that sense that people still do work in pairs. That being said, though, there's like tons of agencies that hire hybrid single creatives. So I think kind of you're not at a disadvantage by being in a pair or not. It just depends on the types of agencies. I think traditional agencies most likely hire pairs because it's kind of how they function, whereas like digital kind of more new agencies work a bit more fluid so they've got single creatives that they might pair up one week and then swap around so i think you're kind of at no disadvantage one or the other um but in terms of disagreeing that's where i suppose you need to think about the person you're working with because we've i suppose never really had that problem because we've always liked same agencies the same kind of vibe and the work that they've produced so we've never had to I suppose disagree but you just need to understand I suppose if that person you're working with why they don't want to work at that place and if it's kind of to do with the work or if it might be because of um, I don't know other reasons you just need to get to the bottom of that and understand if that is something that you would then agree with or not and then if not then potentially 
if you don't agree on that then it might you might have different sort of career ideas anyway mm-hmm. um so yeah it's just good to talk about it and just work out I suppose what why you would not want to work there and another question is is there an age limit for badass girl and is it limited to advertising no like we haven't really said there's an age limit as such we try to feature students to we usually say senior um people uh we'll we'll do weeks where we'll put in kind of like role model uh weeks uh and stuff like this but yeah no there is no age limit yeah i don't we don't really like to say to someone no you can't be on there even though like badass was obviously born from the young creative council which is all about i suppose that kind of sort of younger but i say younger because some people can be mature students so it's kind of it's more entry level i suppose the way it was born but then like danny says we've done weeks where we've done yeah role model weeks or people that like are more senior that you should aspire to i mean one week when we were doing it every single day and we didn't have anyone i mean we put me on there so there's like we would never like not put someone on there because they're older at all and i think that the industry does have an issue the complete opposite way around with kind of more senior people than like older people coming into the industry there is there is both we're sort of fighting both ends but we chose to kind of do what we knew which was kind of helping entry level but I think if yeah anyone wants to nominate anyone and what regardless of age or kind of level there would be a place for them with badass girl and uh, advertising it is kind of it's more limited to like the creative industries like not just advertising we've had like um people on there that have sort of started their own company or they're sort of photographers or videographers, people in tech. So it's just more anyone that you believe is doing something creative, like costume design, like anything like that, because ultimately we want to create this database of people that are creative, that if anyone's looking for someone, they can find someone. So by all means nominate them and then we'll just have to make a decision, but most likely it'll be, yeah. 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 I think the most important part is just the creative part of it. Um, Really. Okay, and um, so someone here said, I've had quite a lot of different creative partners, but no luck finding the right person so far. Um, do you think London-based advertising will shift towards hiring solo creatives rather than teams on a junior level? Uh, and second question is, singlecreatives.com, when's it going to be live? Apparently it's been down at the moment. So, so I'll just address that one. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure Andy at the moment uh, is he's attempting to do the website up a little bit. Um, okay. So that will be back up and running. I don't have a date, but I want to say soon. So okay, so what should say kind of soon? But the more the main question was: um, Will it ever shift towards hiring solo creators rather than teams on a junior level? I think there will always be space for both. I think there's a number of agencies that hire more single solo creatives uh, and there's a number of agencies that like to hire teams. Um, I think there's a valid argument for having both. I don't know if there's a time where it will swing more to having solo creatives or not. Um, I just think it's, it's doing your homework a little bit on the agencies you're looking at and understanding okay these guys hire solos i should apply that first um that's not saying don't go to a place that only hire teams because i think it's still worth having that conversation because sometimes you'll find that uh there'll be a solo uh copywriter for example in the building um 
and they're actually looking for a solo art director to pair them up, um, whether that's on a permanent basis or a temporary basis. Um, so, yeah, that is my stick on it. I also think that like agencies do hire on you and your work. So, say an agency's never had a single creative before, but you are like like shit hot creative. Like you like you are amazing. I think there's no reason why they wouldn't consider you if you go in there and say, "This is my book. I really want to work here, and this is why." I can't. Of all the agencies I've ever known and people I know, they would never say, "Oh no, you're not a team. Go away." So I think it's just about being confident in your your ability. And if there's one agency that you properly like would dream to work at, then give it a go. Like go there and ask them and say, "Look, I work by myself, but this is what I can do." Because we've known like people that have worked by themselves. Like at Iris, everyone was in a team, but then there was a few people that ended up just coming in by themselves, and they were amazing. We all kind of worked with them a bit. So there's definitely a place for that. And I think like that was like six years ago now. So I think the industry's changed changed a lot. Um, so yeah, don't worry. Yeah, I fully agree with you there, Charlotte, that if you are incredible, agencies will find room for you. They'll make room for you. Like every industry leader that I've interviewed that have run their own agency, they've said that actually. They're not going to turn away exceptional talent. And so last question is, people have said it's great to team up with someone who's completely different to you. In reality, do you see that working or is it quite rare? Charlotte loves Twitter. I like Instagram or charlotte likes doesn't like camping i'll go camping like there's there there me and charlotte are very similar in many ways we're also very dissimilar in many other ways like i, I don't think you're not no one's 100 percent compatible so um i always having that kind of difference of opinion difference of thought difference of style is it's a must really in the creative industry because hell, me and Charlotte were both the same person. Well, it doesn't really work as a team. You know, the idea is we collaborate, we chat about things. Charlotte will say something, I'll go, no, but what about this? And Charlotte will go, yeah, but what about doing that instead? It, that, wherever we were the same and we were like, oh yeah, that's a cool idea. Why would I just, you wouldn't hire us. Like, you know, it's part of our process. Um, so yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I think there's a difference between people. As long as you've got the same goal, it's fine. I think you can be completely different people. But when it comes to work, as long as you care about the same things and want the same things, then it shouldn't matter that you're two completely different people. But if you're completely different people who disagree, some people are like, you're like super into digital and they're like, no, everything needs to be a print ad, then that's probably not going to work. But I think, yeah, as long as you've got that kind of same goal and same like sort of thought process in terms of things you think about and like but then you can be completely different people so I mean I think it's it's kind of it's important to get this sort of balance right because like Danny says if you're two of the same people that like the same things you're just going to make the same work and I think sometimes especially if you look at advertising you can tell that sometimes adverts have been made made by certain types of people and it's just the same thing over and over again so I think whereas some of the better adverts you see is because they've been created by a team of of different people so it is important that you're different but you still get on ish well it's like that whole going from amazing dot girl to badass girl you know by having someone you can bounce ideas off of and just elevate it that would make it um but why my my thing i've been like yeah i love working in a team because of that being able to bounce things off so yeah. i obviously i'm a massive advocate for creative teams <laughs> 
yeah so i'll um i'll end it there guys but thank you so much again for your time and for talking to me today and i hope everyone that watched got a lot out of this um and i know someone asked a question about where do you find all of these just go on like young creative council website and it's all those resources there for everything that you'll need and feel free to tweet about us or if you enjoy the event pop it on instagram and we can share it um but yeah yeah free to message us as well as we say we'll yeah. get back to you at some point um and we can message you even more links and stuff so yeah yeah awesome. okay thank you guys thank you so much Nikki, and thanks everyone thank for you. joining it's been fun yeah, yeah definitely take care bye 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 guys